Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. What is life like after a conviction? And how easy is it when you leave prison and try to rejoin society, get your life back on track? Well, Damien Quinn is a lecturer, community worker, and founder of the Galway based social enterprise. Sparanua, which means New Horizon, really. Uh, Damien's focusing on trying to help offenders reintegrate into society after after serving time. Damien, thanks for joining us today in studio. Thanks, Um I suppose just first of all, to give listeners a little bit of context, when or how long did you serve in prison and for what? Well, I went to prison in uh, 2006 uh, for three years. Uh, it was for uh, drug dealing offences and fighting and that type of thing. Um, I suppose I would have had a very troubled youth and uh, I was responsible for a household at the age of about 15. And, uh, you know, um, I seen that life as a a way to protect me and my brother from poverty. Obviously, it was wrong, but uh, in the estates I grew up in, it it was kind of glamorous. And I got involved and uh, paid for it, paid for it quite handsomely. I went to prison for three years. I was punished accordingly. And um, I used the time then uh, constructively to get an education and prepare myself for a better future for when I got out. Yeah, you were obviously keen, Damien, when you were serving time um, to engage with rehabilitation and and what that means and and look into the future. Absolutely. Like I had a a short stay in prison once and I knew about the education units in there and like I couldn't afford an education outside. Uh, So uh, I said I would make the (laughs) the best of a bad situation and I went straight. I beelined straight up to the education unit and got my name on that. Done some training in the prison as well. So I done my equivalent of the the leaving cert in prison and uh, some open university stuff, small bit of journalism and uh, computer courses like ICDL, which was the ECDL at the time. And uh, I had all these different things going on, like working on myself and making plans for a better future. But as I said, then when I got out, the secondary punishment kicked in, which I wasn't prepared for. Tell me about that, because it's is it the attitude that you get from from members of the public? And and obviously, like you've talked about, um, I suppose, taking ownership of mm. of your, you know, your, your offences and, and the crimes and, and serving the punishment for that. But what is life like when you you go you you were released through the gates well i was very naive in my sentence i thought that if i'd done everything i possibly could to set myself up like get qualified all that type of thing that it would mean something when i when i left but um when i left then i was trying to get into the house get a house it was garda vetting no way you were getting on the council list um trying to get into college turned down trying to get trying to volunteer turned down trying to get a job turned down everywhere you applied garda vetting uh, will apply so you'd quite often, uh, you wouldn't even bother applying sometimes because you wouldn't put yourself through it because there's nothing worse than telling somebody you don't even know the very worst secrets about yourself that you're trying to get away from and move on from and then knowing that it's not going to go anywhere anyways. It's a very, very hard situation to be in. So when you go for an interview with jobs and that type of thing, mm. you know you're applying because you know how to do the job and you know that you'd add value to the job and you know that it'd help you change the circumstances that prevailed in your life that led you to offending behaviour anyways. You're falling really at every hurdle. 
Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and what did happen? Like, I ended up then, like, after six months in the community, just kind of getting really disillusioned with it all and finding myself right back to where I started mm. and uh, got myself into all sorts of trouble, not with the Gardaí, but uh, with with people. And then I had to I had to get away for a while and then I came back. And then I just gave up looking for work and uh, resigned to the fact that I was probably not going to be employed anywhere. And I found a course then with Equal Ireland, which, which was business and community development. And they're all about second chance education. And I started learning with them. And uh, that was the beginning of a different life for me. Just a case, Damien, nobody wants to employ a yeah, convict, ev- somebody with a conviction. Yeah, everywhere I applied, like my guard of veteran kept letting me down. So, um, um, and like, you know, I can't change that. Even though I was changed, I can't change yeah. my past. The past is static. It remains static. Uh, but change is constant, you know what I mean? And I changed and I wanted to play a meaningful part in my family's lives. And I just couldn't get the opportunity no anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got Joe Garrahy's on the line as well with us, Damien, mm-hmm. today. And, and Joe's um, an assistant professor in, in criminology at Maynooth University. Yeah, pop on the headphones there. Because you sort of specialise, Joe, in, in post-conviction reintegration. I imagine Damien's story is probably replicated by, by many others. Hi, uh, yes. I, I think I'd echo everything Damien said. And I think one crucial point here is that um, although he won't admit it, Damien is an exceptional person. Um, the levels of uh, resilience that he has displayed to get to where he is now are unbelievable. But myself, I don't have that level of resilience. Many other people don't. So if you think about it from a different perspective, that the vast majority of people who face those obstacles and barriers and deal with that stigma um, are really being set to fail when they leave prison. And they're uh, shunned by a society that sees them as inherently bad or bad people rather than people who've done potentially very bad things or people who are inherently untrustworthy or risky rather than people who are potentially going to make a meaningful contribution to their community, to our community uh, and so on and so forth. So, I mean, with these levels of barriers, um, it's really hard to persevere and that's why we have the outcomes that we do a lot of the time. You mentioned, Damien, the course that you, you eventually um, engaged with. Equal, yes. Equal Ireland. Equal yeah. Ireland, yeah. yeah. What happened when you did that? Well, look, I, um, I was studying business studies in prison and I had an interest in that, but the course was in business and community development. I knew nothing about community development, but shortly after starting it, I learned about empowering marginalised communities, empowering marginalised people, and it really, really appealed to me because I had that desire to give back what I took away, you know, and uh, with Equal Island then, I started studying with them and absolutely loved it. I did my level six, seven and eight with them. Uh, uh, it was an honours degree in business, social enterprise, leadership and management, and they encouraged me then to, to go on and do my master's. But at that time, I had found work on the way. I was a manager in a distribution company. I was after getting my honours degree and I was 10 years on now applying for work in the community. Right. And uh, same thing, same old story. And I'd spend a lot, I had spent a lot of money on, a, on an education I felt like I couldn't use. But I went to this open day for this master's course. It was a master's in cooperatives and social enterprise. 
and I heard a story about A New Way Forward, which was written by Siobhan Cafferty. Uh, it was about integrating prisoners back into the workforce. And I said, that's it. That's what I need that's to get involved yeah. in. I need to yeah, sign up yeah, to this, yeah, right? So, yeah. So I went ahead and I'd done the course and uh, contacted Siobhan and we're great friends today. And uh, Joe as well and the guys there in Maynooth Kira, they're great people as well and they've done some fantastic research. Um, but for my dissertation then I wrote the project Spiranoa and it was about developing a new strength-based model of disclosure. A, a model of disclosure that takes a look at the steps out of a life of crime people take and attach a value to it because in the current model there's no value uh, for the vetee. Mm. Uh, it's just a really negative uh, piece of information. It doesn't capture any growth or strength since that time. So what we're doing is we pretty much develop like a safe pass for people with convictions that they can use when they go looking for work. We don't guarantee future behaviour because nobody can guarantee that. Mm. But we can say with certain certainty that this person has done an awful lot of work on themselves and it has a value yeah. and it means something. I suppose for people listening to this, Damien, I, I, I presume it's, it's, um, it's for people who've, you know, were convicted, served mm. their time and um, take ownership of acceptance of, of yeah. what they did. Like, I presume you didn't really engage take ownership of your behaviour, to, to be able to engage with the likes of Spirino. Absolutely. Well, look, people are only contacting me because they want to get on and move on anyway. Yeah. You know, and like in fairness, uh, it's set up really because once is enough to be punished. You know what I mean? If you're punished accordingly, once is enough to be punished. Like the current model of disclosure, it just picks holes in people every time they try to put themselves out there and do something right. So that needs to change. Okay. So we're flipping the narrative from the negative to the positive and we're looking at what is strong today rather than what was wrong all those so years So you wrong. will effectively be working with, um, with ex-prisoners to mm. get back into the workforce, create a new life again? Yeah, well, look, at the end of the day, like people probably need... I know it's very hard to sympathise with people that have been in prisons. I, I fully appreciate that. You know, people do bad things and it must be punished. But, like, I suppose society in general really need to think about whether or not they want people to go and get rehabilitated in prison and come out and play a participatory mm -hmm. role in society or, they, or do they want them to just keep going round and round in circles and keep doing the same old thing? Because it's, I suppose it's a decision really, Joe, isn't it? As a, you know, kind of, as a society, we have to decide what sort of a restorative or what sort of a rehabilitation system we want. Absolutely. And I think that uh, there's two parts to that. Number one, we can reflect on our own attitudes and biases, and that's obviously shaped by our biography. But also it's a structural question. So what policies and legislation are in place that can shape the criminal justice system to be either purely about punishment or about how we are going to reintegrate the people who are uh, almost certainly going to be released from prison one day. So um, we know from the I always look back at the evidence. We know that the evidence where restorative practices or justice have been used are uh, far higher in satisfaction rates with uh, people who have been in prison and people who are victims of crime rather than mm. purely sending someone to prison with inevitable outcomes where we have uh, uh, negative outcomes. But these things don't exist in isolation either because the society we live in uh, shapes our criminal justice system. But likewise, someone coming out of prison is not immune to the housing crisis. They're not immune to uh, difficulties in uh, education the first time around. They're not immune to mental health issues no, and addiction issues. So Everything to, to, to deal with again, yeah. Exactly. It's not a one-shop solution, really. Do you, just finally, Damien, um, you must be very proud, are you? You know, just looking back on how far you've come in, in the last couple of years. 
Hey, well, look, in fairness, and that's down to a lot of people that had an open mind. So, like, you know, some employers along the way that gave a chance and despite what they knew, they were willing to give me a chance to go and prove myself. And I'm really, really grateful to coming across some very, very open-minded yeah. employers along the way. And yeah, thanks. Well, listen, I appreciate you, you coming in and joining us today. That's Damien Quinn there, who is a said lecturer and community worker and the founder of the social enterprise uh, Spiranua, and also Joe Garrahy, who's an um, assistant professor in criminology at Maynooth University. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.